and welcome to a new episode of PR360. I'm your host, Brett Dice. For you, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings. Let us know how we're doing. But this week, I have Tina Lonkerk with me, and she is a global PR or public relations professional. She's helped with nonprofits, B2B technologies, team leadership. She's done everything from refined communications to helping with high performing teams, grassroots outreach, and everything else in between with PR. So we're glad to have her on the show. So welcome to the show, Tina. Thank you so much. And thank you for the introduction. You're welcome. And as I ask all my guests, the first question is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? So I am very much a coffee drinker. Coffee with lots of milk, half a latte is my favorite. So not much tea here. Ah, gotcha. It's all good. And I gave a very brief introduction, but can you give a little bit more of an overview of your expertise in the field? Sure, sure. I mean, I have dedicated my PR career pretty much to two industries, like we were saying. It's nonprofit and technology. Uh, I don't think there's anything more rewarding than working for an organization that helps either people or animals, but I also have a true passion for technology and how it profoundly changes the way we live. Um, and I gained a global PR career. I lived and worked around the world, both in the U.S., Scandinavia, and Southeast Europe. I am originally from Sweden, but I started my career in tech in New York City, where I spent my first 10 years of my career. And today I work with the whole span of PR, everything from communications plans, crisis management, media relations, social media campaigns, and more. Gotcha. And with regards to grassroots, Outreach, how has that changed since the pandemic? Since, I mean, you think of grassroots of like going on the street and doing things and being physical and face to face, and that kind of didn't go, that was kind of not aware, or even you're not really allowed to in 2020s in some states, in some cities, in some countries. So, how has that all changed for grassroots marketing or grassroots outreach? Well, I think it changed in several ways. I mean, I think. What we're seeing is a lot more of digital grassroots campaigns. It has become a necessity where the push of social media and influencers are becoming more important than ever, of course. I also think that what we're seeing as far as grassroots campaigns, we're seeing what I like to call grassroots mobilization, something that starts in one community where one or, or a number of individuals start a movement with collective leadership that then spreads to a national and even international reach. And I think we have seen prime examples of that. One of the typical sort of examples is uh, is the Greta effect that started in Stockholm by the parliament. It quickly spread nationally and then internationally very quickly. We've also seen campaigns like Knock Every Door, political campaigns that originated from a smaller community that then quickly spread. So I think we're seeing obviously a change in the need for digital grassroots campaigns because of the pandemic. But I think we're also seeing more of these small grassroots campaigns that spread very quickly to even other countries. Gotcha. And do you think grassroots outreach is going to become more in the digital forefront? You said social media, you said influencers before, but is there going to be more to it? Is there going to be like podcasting? Is there going to be other formats in the digital format, I guess you could say, because it's big. I I think we're going to see more of digital grassroots campaigns. Absolutely. We are adjusting to this world now and it's working quite well. 
I am, however, one of these PR professionals that do believe that in-person campaigns are essential. At times, you, you have to stand in front of a person or an audience to gain their engagement and passion. Teams meetings and Zoom meetings work very well in a pandemic, but I tend to think that there is nothing that fully replaces an in-person meeting. So I personally can't wait for those meetings and gatherings to happen, but I think we'll definitely see much more of a digital approach. You're not really alone with the whole, we want to see more people physically now, because <laughs> after a year or oh, actually over a year now, it's kind of like, all right, I'm done with my Teams or Zoom meetings. I want to see you 3D, not 2D. Right. People are fatigued. And especially when it comes to political campaigns, when it comes to issue-based campaigns, you have to be out there with the people. And I mean, speaking of just nonprofits, has the pandemic helped or hurt? I'm pretty sure in some nonprofit sectors it has helped, but as a whole, has the nonprofit kind of been hurt a little bit because of it? Because people don't have as much money because of lost jobs or whatever. Has that really hurt a lot of nonprofits? I think many nonprofits have suffered deep economic hardship during this pandemic, and many of them also had to cut services during this pandemic. But we've also seen strong support from the government, from foundations and individual donors. So it hasn't been as bad as I think we first anticipated when all this happened. It was also lessened a bit by the fact that the stock market held up considerably well. There was a lot of ups and downs, but it was nothing like the recession that we saw back in 2008. Yeah, I, I would know because I actually do. This is not any type of strategies for investing, but I do invest a little bit. And I was kind of like, this is weird. Why yeah. is this always going up? So even speaking about that for PR pros, yeah. how can PR pros help with maybe the donation side of it? Because there's a lot of new tools and technologies to help with more digital. I mean, I could say for content creators, you've got like Patreon and all that other fun stuff. Is there a tool or something like that to help them with donations as well? Maybe they're missing some stuff. Yeah. Reaching out to your charity, the charity you're very passionate about or a cause that you're very passionate about is obviously a very good thing to do during this time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, has client expectations, let's say for consultant PR, because you are probably one of the consultant PR people, has it changed since the pandemic? Has it been more work? Has it been less work? Has people been happy about it? I mean, how has it changed? I personally don't see a significant change in what clients demand. Here is more important than ever in these challenging times. The need for relevant communications to your target market it couldn't be more important. Obviously, since I work both in tech and nonprofit, the tech sector hasn't been much affected at all by the pandemic. Several nonprofits are suffering. So it completely depends on your industry. Do you mean like like the tech sectors and like software? Because I know hardware has been hurting. Trust me, trying to upgrade a computer has been the biggest pain in the butt. I work primarily with software companies. So I haven't seen any sort of downsizing. It's been the opposite. It's been massive hiring campaigns and it hasn't, I haven't seen and effect of it. And then when it comes to consultants, what do they need to know when it comes to working for business? Because I hear everybody's like, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to become a consultant. And it's like, <laughs> it's like paradise. It's like, well, it's not really paradise. There's actually a lot of work. What do they need to know before they actually get into this consulting PR business? I mean, I think I can line this up in a couple of bullets. I mean, it's all about understanding your client's objectives, the scope of work, what exactly do they want to achieve, learn everything there is to know about the company related to your assignments, 
locate the relevant thought leaders and spokespeople, always deliver on time, and of course, upsell your services or skill sets. I think the last bullet is, is quite important. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, for me, sometimes I don't really upsell my own skills. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. So is there a way for us to PR our own skills in a way? Because it feels like it's weird when you try to like, upscale your skills because you're like well i'm not really quite sure am i this great am i not this great i mean i'm pretty sure we all have that open dialogue in our own head so is there a way of actually successfully even upscaling our own skills through pr i think pr is one of these industries where clients have a perception of what they need and they want to get into the Wall Street Journal, or they want to create a communications plan. And then when they're done with that, and sometimes the objective can be very slim, depending on the understanding of PR, once you start working with the clients, uh, they come to realize that there is so much more they actually need. We started something, and we didn't just need to get into the Wall Street Journal. We needed a media strategy. We needed a crisis management plan. We um, Things that doesn't really come up when you design your your project and i think pr is really one of those industries where you can upsell so to speak gotcha and working from home seems to be here to stay for now i'm not really sure how much of an impact it will be next year but how can pr consultants maybe they work for teams maybe they don't but or maybe businesses think you're just a one-man team how can you create plans or create basically timetables, roadmaps, or whatever to help with this working from home and staying on track and helping your own clients understand what you're doing and so they're actually happy with your work? No, I think it's all about creating that roadmap from the beginning, set the deadlines. And like I mentioned before, I think delivering on time is is very important. Building a relationship with the company uh, and with people and executives that you haven't met is not always easy. I am somebody who thrives on people. I tend to love the office. I love people. I like to build relationships with the people I work with. I also tend to think that PR is very much a trust business. So it is harder, definitely, for a PR person to work completely remotely. But building the right expectations, a roadmap with defined deadlines is obviously very helpful. Mm-hmm. And even going to what we talked about upscaling, but just skills in general, learning new skills, should PR pros, besides sharpening their own writing skills, which is obvious and important, if you don't know, please sharpen your writing skills. Should they actually sharpen their skills to create audio, video, and picture content as well? I'm a firm believer in uh, doing what you're really good at. I mean, any PR person has to master social media today. That, that's a given. Designing a script, for example, for a corporate video is something that can be assigned to a PR expert as well. But I think when it comes to quality video, I tend to think that it takes a video producer, a seasoned camera person to deliver that quality product. So just hire somebody is what I'm hearing. I think when it comes to video, yes. I respect a fantastic cameraman and I tend to see the difference in the product too. Gotcha. And fun question for you. If you could create, or if you could, if you're a PR pro, what's one thing you cannot live without? cannot live without my iPhone. <laughs> it's my lifeline and cannot live without my phone. No, it's all right. I get it. I get it. I mean, our phones are just our lifeline. That's basically our digital life basically is on our phone. 
Any final thoughts for our listeners? No, I think this was a lot of fun. Um, I, I hope I brought some value to your podcast. It was great. All right. Well, thank you, Tina, for joining us on PR360 and sharing your knowledge about PR consulting and all the other fun stuff that goes with PR. Thank you so much, Brett. And thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings. Let us know how we're doing. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe and get to sharpening those writing skills and see you next week. Later.